0: way, Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast
1: of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Pliggins.
0: Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers, a new installment for you and it's a festive installment because the Panthers have officially clinched a playoff spot. We're going to talk about all that and more coming up here in this edition of Territory Talk. Doug Plagan's here alongside Jamison Olive. We're going to talk about the Panthers locking down a playoff spot. We record Territory Talk on Wednesdays. Last night, Tuesday night, the Panthers clinched a playoff spot with their victory on the road over the Nashville Predators by a 7-4 score. So we'll talk about that and more coming up in just a few moments. Also, a special guest joining us here. Not his first time on Territory Talk, but the first time we've had him on since the Panthers clinched a playoff spot less than 24 hours ago at the time of this recording. Frank Vitrano, Panthers forward, going to stop by, take some time out for us. It'll be great to talk to him. More game-winning goals than any other Panther this season. And, well, who else would get the eventual game-winner to help the Panthers lock down a playoff spot than Frank Vetrano? That's what he did last night in Nashville as he continues his big offensive season. But, again, lots to talk about. We can go any number of directions here, and Olive. But... You got to be happy with the Panthers, the way they were able to take care of business. There were some different scenarios out there, Jameson, but the fastest way to secure a playoff spot was for the Panthers to win that game in Nashville, and they did it in comeback fashion.
2: In comeback fashion and in a convincing fashion as well. I yeah. mean, if you look at the numbers in that game, obviously fifty-plus shots on goal, it just completely destroyed the Predators in terms of uh, shot differential, shot attempts, scoring chances—all those good numbers. Uh, the Panthers were in full control there. Yet, you know, heading into the third period, they were down a goal. And uh, obviously, the Predators need this game too. The Predators, you know, fighting for their lives, back against the wall, they're trying to you know stave off the Dallas Stars for that fourth spot in the Central Division. Uh, but the Panthers—they wanted it just as bad. Especially, you know, two guys in particular in that room: uh, Jonathan and Alexander. Barkov, two guys that have been with this team for a long time that have really been just wanting to taste this success and get back to the playoffs. Uh, and then you look at that game, you know, those two guys combined for four goals. Jonathan Huberto, uh, you know, two goals in the third period to kind of, you know, ice the cake there a little His bit. His
0: second five-point game against Nashville yeah, this the Yeah, Predator, the Predators are sick of Jonathan
2: Huberto. I, I think, I saw the stats, the first time a Panthers ever had five points in a game against uh, the same opponent in a single season, twice. So, uh, more history for Jonathan Huberto by the time it's all said and done. You know, him and Barkov, I assume, will be pretty much the entire book of the Panthers' history was yeah, just be one, those two, two guys. And everything. Yeah, so uh, it's crazy to see, but to have those two guys really kind of, you know take on that of responsibility in a big game like that. Obviously, a ton of heroes in that game. Sam Bennett, another huge game. Duclair, a huge game. Uh, tip at a big goal, probably his best game of the season. Frank Bertrano, like we said. You know, another game winner for him. But those two guys in particular just really, I think, took the onus on themselves to, you know, say, hey, we're the two big guys here. We got to get this done. Uh, and, and both of them really showed up. Barkov in particular, just, can you call it, you know, a, a great game considering his base level game now is exceptional, is the thing. He made some insane moves that game, you know, left my jaw on the floor a couple times, but he does that every game now so I'm really excited to see you know more fans get to see him in the playoffs some fans maybe get exposed to him for the first time yeah Barkov's
0: um, average is elite it is and it's it's
2: crazy to see well same with Huberto five yeah. points the other game but uh he's a guy that seems to put up two two three points a game every Blinds game way on the score sheet he just does it routinely So to have both those guys, you know, peaking and clicking at the – I wouldn't say peaking because I think their ceilings are, you know, even higher than this. But to clicking at the same time in a big game there for the Panthers, uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, And before we continue on, Jonathan Huberto, of course, talked after the game uh, last night and just kind of what it meant – to, you know, make the playoffs this season and not only do that, but make it with a couple games to spare, you know, be a good team from start to finish, not have to, you know, not have to be counting games in hand or hoping for help in the final couple weeks of the season. Uh, So here's what kind of he had to say about the Panthers really finding themselves this season. Yeah, I think, I mean, in preseason, you know, I mean, we didn't really have preseason, I guess, (laughs) um, training camp was,
0: uh, I think you don't know. We had a lot of new guys we had probably nine or 10 new guys. So I think it was, you came, you know, I came in training camp and a lot of new faces. So it was really different. But I think that the guy we brought, we like kind of fit it. Everybody like fit it with each other. And like, I think we had, you know, everybody liked each other. And you could just tell in training camp, you know, we were just having fun and ready to go. And obviously you didn't know what was going to happen in the season. But I think from right from the get go, we started playing well and playing the right way. And uh, that's that's our team. That's our identity. I think we are tr- trying to find, you know, our, our identity of
2: our team, and we found it this year. I think uh, we're working team and with a lot of skills. So great to hear from who there and you kind of hear a little bit of relief excitement all those things you'd expect to hear from a guy that's really just happy to finally be back in the playoffs because a lot of guys really didn't count last season a lot of guys said they had to you know win that first game and then then they count that as the playoffs but uh, so going back to you know that team back in 15-16 uh, who's left from that team It's just Barkov Huberto and Aaron Eckblad who's not playing right now because he's injured so uh, you can go a little bit farther if you count guys like DMAC and stuff on the coaching staff but that also just goes to show you how long it's been Sean since Thornton. the Panthers Sean Thornton as well but Roberto it, it, Luongo A lot of guys from that team uh, in management now. Um, But for the Panthers, you know, for those two guys in particular, Barkov and Huberto, this is a really big moment for them. Uh, And Joe Quenville said as much after the game organizationally. Uh, just being in this situation, having a season like this, getting to the playoffs is going to mean a lot for a lot of guys on this team in terms of their development. Not only the guys entering their prime, you know, like Uyghur, you know, Huberto, Barkov, but also those guys now just getting a taste, you know, when they're young. Spencer Knight, we, we, got, we got to give him a stick tap. You know, came in relief in that game in Nashville. Stopped all nine shots he faced, including one crazy left pad save there to keep the Panthers uh, on top in the third period. But, you know, Grigory Denisenko, Alexi Hepaniemi, Owen Tippett, all these guys being able to get a taste of just being around the team at this time. And, you know, I assume, you know, they're, they're playing a couple of those guys, I think or assume they're going to play in the playoffs. That's going to be huge for the development. So overall, it's been a, a great season from start to finish, but to have, you know, this cherry on top here of the regular season before you go into the playoffs uh, is a great feeling for everyone.
0: And you mentioned... You know, the the big time superstar household names that have been in the picture here as a part of the core for a number of years. But I think you look up and down the line Joel Quenville said it. I was going to bring up that quote. You did as well. When Joel Quenville said that this is going to be huge organizationally because a lot of guys are going to get to taste what this is all about. I know Bill Lindsay and I talk about it all the time. He knows as well as anyone. He went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1996 with the Panthers. The game, the game does change. The playoffs are a different beast, but... This time of the year, you know, we're not quite into the playoffs yet. The Panthers just clinched their spot. There's still a handful of regular season games that still have to go in the books. Seating has to be determined. And keep that in mind. The Panthers, they've secured their seat at the table. We just don't know which seat it's going to be just
2: yet. But it does look like we're trending towards potentially. I think if, if you had to look at the percentages, the, old the, sunshine highest, State the showdown. highest percentage seems to be Panthers v. Lightning in round one. Whether who's two and who's three in that seating, uh, you know, yet to be decided. But if you look at the numbers, the percentage, it looks like we're probably going to get that series which we talk about how big this is going to be and how big all these things are going to be to finally have that series in the playoffs uh, that alligator alley series um, you know once again knock on wood we're not there yet hasn't been locked in but if that's what we get um, just amplify everything times 10
0: and getting getting back to it the, the we've seen we talked about the the core guys that have been here for a long time the way that we've seen their games elevate with the magnitude of the games, with how important these games are down the stretch. We know that Joel Quenville knows what the postseason is about more than anybody else out there. I'm sure these are all factors, but... You got to hand it to there, are, you know, and this whole team, we've seen the whole team, we've seen guys across the board elevate their games to new heights here as the games become more and more important. But it, the guy we're going to have joining us on the show here in just a little bit, Frank Vitrano, more game winning goals than anybody on the Panthers this season. So he's a guy who rises to the occasion when the team needs a goal most. Anthony Duclair has been on an absolute tear. His, uh, you know, plus-minus— That rhymes. It, yeah, it, it does. <laughs> and and plus-minus doesn't always tell the whole story, but when your plus-minus is as good as Anthony Duclair's is right now, top tied for first
2: in the league for the past, I think, month or so. Yeah, He's it, up there, yeah. It
0: does tell you. It illustrates something when you have a guy whose plus-minus has risen to the degree that his has— and another guy, Sam Bennett, since he's arrived.
2: we. Can't I'm happy you brought that up, because that's what one more guy I wanted to get to before we it, move on to Frank. Yeah,
0: we, we can't express it enough, but the tenacity that Sam Bennett has shown since he's come to the Panthers, you see that willingness to just get to the, the net. hits, too. He Ooh. throws some thunderous hits out there. He hits harder than just about anybody in the offensive and defensive end, so he's showing a 200-foot game. He's playing the middle. He looks comfortable. He told he told Craig Minervini the other day on Bally Sports Florida that he's having more fun than he's ever had in his National Hockey League career, and you can't put a price on that either. When you're having fun, your game's going to show it, and we're seeing that out of Sam Bennett right now. I said it before he ever played a game for the Panthers. I said it before the trade even happened. I said, I want that guy. Mm-hmm. If they want to get rid of that guy, I want that guy. We got that guy. And I am getting happier and happier every single day to see him in a Panthers. Yes, I was singing. (laughs) You were sitting there just waiting for him. Yes, couldn't wait for him to get here. He's here, and uh, and what a piece he has been added into this Panthers lineup.
2: And just going through the numbers here real quick, which I love to do. I got a little white piece of paper in front of me with some, some stuff jotted down and terrible handwriting that only I can read, I think. Bennett, uh, seven games with the Panthers, 10 points in that same amount of time. Uh, Huberto, 13 points. Duclair, nine points. Uh, Like I said, all those in seven games because mostly those guys have been together. Uh, The last game, they got split up a little bit. Uh, obviously with you know Duclair going up to the top line with Barkov. But now all three of those guys are also, as of last game, on the top power play unit together. So we'll see if that sticks. But regardless, all those guys are lifting each other up right now and helping each other out. Uh, but Sam Bennett has been just a complete you know, lightning rod for this team. Uh, and like you said, in all zones, with his physicality in the defensive zone, with the way he digs out pucks along the boards, and of course, with what he does around the crease uh, in the offensive zone.
0: And we always heard about, how his style of play really lent itself to playoff hockey. He came in with pretty good playoff numbers as a member of the Calgary Flames. And that, was, that experience is a, a big thing that really uh, made him uh, attractive to bring into the Panthers here. His, his track record in the playoffs, the points he's been able to produce, the hockey he's played as a member of the Calgary Flames. And you see the style of play he's playing. The game in the playoffs looks different. The game that Sam Bennett has brought to this Panthers team adds a new dimension. There's no doubt that that dimension is going to help the Panthers when we get into the second season, if you will.
2: And Doug, we've talked about a lot of guys. We talked about you know Bennett, you know Huberto Barkov, all these guys because it does take an army to win. You know, in the NHL, especially in the postseason. But you know what, every army needs, Doug. Every army needs a tank, and that's why we went to Frank Vertrano this week.
0: Yes, a Franklin, the Tanklin. <laughs> I would even venture to say for the listeners out there. Yes, for those of you who are in the loop, I think everybody uh, knows about that. The loop's that, gotten right? big. Really, the yeah, loop's gotten
2: really big it's lately.
0: Become a thing. It's become. I I I see it popping up all over the place. And uh, again, territory talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, as always, brought to you by Baptist Out, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And well, what better way to dive into our conversation right now with the Panthers' leader in game-winning goals this season, forward Frank Petrano. All right, well, joining us here on Territory Talk today, Frank vitrano Panthers forward here with us. And, Frank, first of all, great to have you on board. Thank you very much for your time. Congratulations on locking down that playoff spot. And I got to ask you first, how does it feel to have clinched that playoff spot and to have gotten yet another game-winning goal in that game, the one that put the Panthers over the top? How does it all feel?
1: Yeah, it feels great. Um, you know, going into last night, we knew uh, we needed, uh, I think it was a point or – you know, obviously getting the two points is a lot better to clinch a spot. And uh, now here we are, uh, good team effort last night, and obviously uh, game winner. Uh, just another third period goal. That's just how they're going for me. I keep saying, and you know, good play all around, good team effort, and uh, you know, we're excited.
2: And Frank, you did say you know you, you, we've asked you a bunch because it keeps happening, but you do say that's just kind of the way it's going with those goals. But fourteen of your eighteen goals, third period or later, do you what? What are you doing in the second intermission? What's your routine there that maybe you might be helping this out?
1: I don't know. I'm doing the same thing I do uh, every game, so I don't change much. <laughs> I'm not like, hey, it's the third period, I need to score a goal here. I'm just uh, just getting that puck locked in the third period.
0: Well, that was going to be something I was going to, going to piggyback off that with. I mean, in, in basketball, you got the guys that want the ball for the last second shot. There's the receivers in football that just say, when the game's on the line, throw it to me. Do you like when the team needs one most in the third period? Do you like having the puck on your stick?
1: Yeah, I, I like to score goals. I like to make plays. Um, you know, so in the third period, we're, when we're losing or, um, you know, need that to, uh, to break a tie or something, I want the puck on my stick and I want to. You know help the team uh, score goals and um that's how the, that's how it's been going
2: and frank obviously you've kind of been the, the king of the sellies this season you've had a lot of good ones uh but alexander barkov's also you know of course got some very reserved ones we've seen like the smirk the smile it seems like you guys kind of get more excited than he does but what was he like post game last night in the locker room was barky even going a little bit crazy by based on barky standards
1: you know barky's uh calm cool collected all the time uh, <laughs> same emotions all the time uh He's a terrific player. He's a great leader for us. Um, You know, he leads by example on and off the ice. And, you know, uh, I love to joke around him a lot. And uh, he's a great guy.
2: And just what was the buzz like? Uh, You guys obviously, you you left Nashville. You flew uh, to Chicago late night. Was there a certain, you know, buzz or vibe on the plane? You know, uh, maybe kind of a sigh of relief the fact you guys did lock it in?
1: Yeah, definitely uh, uh, positive energy on the plane. It's always good, uh, you know, especially when you clinch, but even when we get a regular win. Uh, the, the plane rides seem like they go by a lot faster and everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone's up, up and around talking to each other and, you know, enjoying themselves. And that's what uh, that's the fun part about hockey is winning and uh, getting to do the most things with your teammates.
0: Then Frank, I was going to ask you, just going off of that, how much fun are you guys having just going to the rink every night? and How much does that, the fact that you guys are having fun like this, how much does that lend itself to the on ice success that you guys have been having?
1: Yeah, we're having tons of fun uh, on the bench at practice. You know, whenever we're doing something, we're having fun. And you know, when you're playing a when you're playing a game for a living and you're having fun doing it with you know your teammates who who you love seeing every day, it makes it even more enjoyable. Uh, and when you're winning, that's when the fun that's when the fun happens. And you know, uh, we're winning right now, and we want to keep winning, going into playoffs and go as far as possible. And like I said, that this is when uh, all the fun stuff happens.
2: And you talk about winning right now, but of course you guys have been winning all season long. It seems like in the past when you guys have, you know, had to fight for that last playoff spot, you've been counting games in hand or needing a huge final week or two to get things done. But here you are now clinching with plenty of games left to spare. At what point this season did you guys kind of look at each other and say, you know, hey, like this is a playoff team. We we can do this. We're a really good team.
1: Yeah, we got off to a great start. You know, um, you know we got tested against uh, some good teams early and you know, when we were beating good teams, um, we knew we could compete with everyone at the top of the league. And, you know, we had that swagger and that confidence right from the beginning of the season. And I think we just, we should rode that all the way through and knowing that we can compete with everyone, anyone, any given night and we have the talent and the speed to do it. Um, we're having fun doing that.
2: And obviously, you could see that you're going to see the Lightning again here before the season ends, and you could potentially see them in the playoffs, which I know fans would enjoy. But you guys had that early season success against the Lightning early on, taking two or three from those guys. You talk about kind of the turning points. Was that kind of an early one there, those wins over those guys?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the Tampa game, I remember our first time playing them. That was, you know, we're playing Chicago, a team that's a young team, and, um, you know, they have some uh, superstars in their team. I think we really got truly tested when we played Tampa and kind of see where we match up against the top teams in the league. And, you know, uh, I think we put it to them uh, that first game and uh, we knew that we had the talent and and the guys to do it. And um, I think we're matching up uh, against Tampa a lot better than we have in the past, Um, you know, using our speed and playing good defensively against them because that's a team that can can really make you pay on your turnovers and and if you're not uh, paying attention to your defensive zone and, I think we've done a better job at defending against them and kind of shutting down the rush game.
0: And Frank, coming into the season, you guys had a lot of new faces coming into the room. How much did the success success you guys were able to have right out of the gate, how much did that really make everything gel together that much faster? Because as this season's gone on, when new guys have come in, it really feels like it takes no time at all for chemistry to build is a lot of that just because you guys are getting the results you're looking for very consistently.
1: Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning of the season that you know it's a fifty-six game season. You kind of have no time to turn your season around. You have to get off to on the right foot right away. You can't try to be playing catch up at, at game thirty and trying to battle for the playoffs. And you know we clinch now with five games uh, remaining, and we kind of control control our own destiny the entire year. We didn't have to rely on teams, and but we bonded together right away. New faces, and we knew we everyone had the same goal going into the season. Obviously, your main goal is to make the playoffs, and to go on round by round by then. And, um, you know, everyone's pushing and pushing and pulling for each other and we all have the same goals.
2: And Frank for yourself, uh, as an individual, obviously your career is really, you know, taken off since you, you joined the Panthers a couple of years ago. It seems like you're a guy now that, you know, you can pencil in, you know, during a full 82 game season, you know, 20 plus goals, 40 plus points, just a really consistent offensive threat out there. Just how good are you feeling personally and how excited are you personally just to, you know, get in these playoff games?
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, you know, uh, ever since I've been to Florida, things have been going good for me personally. And But, you know, for me, and uh, you know, all the guys in that room who've been there long, the main goal is to play for Stanley Cup every year. And, you know, the personal success is great, but, you know, team success is what matters at the end. Everyone wants to win. And, um, you know, that's something that we take hard, we take uh, to heart at the end of the season is, we we've always say we need to be a playoff team, need to be a playoff team. And, you know, this year we actually, you know, we we did it, and um, you know we're not done. Uh, we're, we're obviously we're not gonna be we're satisfied, but we're not gonna say all we made playoffs. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna try and go all the way. Um, you know that comes with uh, the leadership we have in our room, and you know we know we're not done yet. And we just got to keep going.
2: And, and Frank, uh, obviously with success, you know, comes, you know, uh, a reputation. And I know all the fans, you become a real big fan favorite here in South Florida, especially, you know, with all the clutch goals this season. And with that comes, you know, nicknames. And our, the fans on Twitter really wanted to ask you about this because you have so many. It seems like you have more than anyone on the team because you obviously, I just have Frankie, you have Frankie V, you have Frank the Tank, which has 8 million iterations, including Franklin the Tankling, which our fans for some reason just fell in love it's with. It's really taken it's off. It's really <laughs> taken off. Um, it off. You, you just have a million of them is there one in particular you really enjoy are you aware of them and then also maybe is there one you have in the room that we don't know about
1: yeah definitely aware of them I think Frank the tanks when that sticks out uh you know the most I think uh if I try to trademark it I think Will Farrell has that from old school <laughs> so uh I don't think I can get a, a trademark on that one but uh no I think I don't have any really nicknames guys are calling me Frankie or Frank uh you know, Frank the Tank. If the guys are joking around and stuff, so that's probably the one that sticks around the most.
2: And hockey, in general, just seems like more than any or any other sport is the sport of nicknames. Do you have a favorite nickname in the room for for someone else? Is there one out there that really sticks out?
1: That's tough. There's a lot. I'm trying to think right now. Let's see. here. I'm trying to. Um... Oh man, I like the I like uh, the Lamborghini. <laughs> That is, that is a good one. That's a good one.
2: <laughs> I like that, yeah. and I like Swaggy a lot for Verhage because obviously Verhage is a yeah, tough one. I like one. Swaggy too. Being able to shorten that down to Swaggy really helps.
0: That's it. Yeah, there's some uh, there's there's some good ones. Lamborghinis. Uh, that's a solid one. Frank, we gotta ask you too. Uh, I know you're a you're a favorite here on Territory Talk. You've been on the show multiple times. Uh, we want to ask you, you. You're still doing the sneaker thing?
1: Oh yeah, big time. I Actually, just got bought a pair today. So. Uh, Thanks for uh, bringing that up.
0: (laughs) I was just going to, I was going to ask you too. I mean, obviously a unique season right now, you know, all the same recreational opportunities that we would be normally accustomed to. uh, You know, there's some limitations right now as to, to what we can all uh, go out and do has the, has the online, uh, the sneaker shopping gotten out of hand at all at times, or have you, have you kept it in check?
1: You know, actually, I've been doing most of my online shopping when I'm on the road because I'm an impatient guy. So, <laughs> I usually hate online shopping and waiting for things. So, now, our road trips have been super long this year. So, I usually order my sneakers on the on the road and knowing I'm not going to be home for you know seven to ten days. And,
2: and they're waiting when I get for home,
1: you. I have some uh, I have some nice gifts waiting for me in my little office. So, <laughs> uh, that's always good.
2: And Frank, uh, as we kind of wind things down here, obviously another big part of road trips this season, talking to you early on, talking to other guys throughout the season, Alex Wenberg was talking about it just a couple days ago, was just the the war zone play on the road is obviously getting pretty intense. You're on the last road trip of the season. Just, what's that been like all season long? How many guys are involved? And just how kind of fun has that made, you know, being on the road considering you guys are stuck in the hotel?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, obviously we wish we could be doing other things. We play in some pretty great cities and you know, to enjoy some restaurants and stuff, but you know, it's, it's a different uh it's different for everyone now and you gotta make sacrifices. So, you know, we have our video games, we, we're around each other more than we'd like to, but <laughs> I think uh usually we get mad at each other on the ice, but now we take it virtually to Call of Duty and we're yelling at each other on there too. So you know, there's a bunch of guys that play. Um uh, we were all playing this morning too and I'm sure I'll be getting on right
2: after uh after this call. Do you, do you guys get some wins pretty consistently or is that a struggle?
1: Actually, my last my last game before I got off was a win. Me, uh, Eki, and uh, Nolichari had a big win. So uh, we're going to try to uh, keep that going here today.
2: And, and on that, you might want to stick with what's hot. But if you had to pick, you know, say you're running trios, you had to pick two guys to d- uh, jump in there with. Who's the two guys you'd pick right now if you had to win a game?
1: Oh, that's tough because uh, <laughs> the hard hitting questions we have are a, coming in. Usually, we have, a, we have a squad, our squads usually me, Noel, uh, Ecky, and uh, Hubie. Uh, Hubie's been uh, MIA as of late, so I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, it,
0: Hubie seems uh, like he's a pretty a, good gamer at just about everything. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're going on chemistry alone, I'd go with uh, definitely Noel and Eck. Me and Ek are the ones that yell at each other and uh Noel's the one that kinda keeps us team. Well, we call uh, Noel the team medic, so uh <laughs> you always need a medic on the team.
2: He's getting all the clutch reses. And last one on this uh you know key loadout, what's your loadout? What are you going with?
1: Right now I'm uh, there's a whole new update, all new guns. Right now I'm using the Krig six with the L C ten submachine gun.
2: And now all our fans are gonna suddenly go put that loadout in after this and they're gonna I'm intrigued. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Frank Vitrano, our guest here today on Territory Talk. Well, Frank, we don't want to keep you from the game any longer because it sounds like you got big business to take care of there. But uh, as always, (laughs) we love having you on the show. Uh, Thanks again for taking some time out for us. Congratulations on clinching a playoff spot. Best of luck here the rest of the way. I know we already can't wait for the next game. So thanks again for uh, for stopping by here today.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: He never disappoints us on the ice, off the ice, on Territory Talk. Frank Vetrano, great to have him on board here on Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Jamison Olive, so much to take away from that conversation. And we heard from Frank Vetrano a lot leading up to the game when the Panthers clinched their playoff spot. He's You can, you can sense the excitement. For the you know the what this team's been able to accomplish on the ice, uh, you know, talking about how he just wants to shoot the puck. He's a goal scorer, and this season, third period just happens to be where he's having the most success. He pointed that out, and also talking a little bit about stuff off the ice. Likes the nicknames. He's loving the video games right now, and he's still.
2: Buying shoes. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's why, you know, Frank in particular is becoming a real fan favorite. It's obviously hockey, you know, is one of those sports where a lot of guys are relatable, but Frank's really relatable to a lot of people. He likes he likes Warzone, he likes sneakers, and he likes scoring goals. You know, why not? Those three things are great. We all like that in life. Uh, but in particular, I mean, just it's crazy to think about. Like we said, you know, 18 goals this season, tied for second on the team, and that's with not a lot of power play time, because he's on PP2, which doesn't get a lot of ice time compared to the top unit. Um, so, it, it's crazy to think. It's another one of those guys where we look at a lot of guys on this team where we're so happy we're almost done with the regular season. We're so happy we're heading to the playoffs, but it would have been cool to see what kind of numbers a lot of over these guys 82. would have put up yeah. over 82. So, we'll have to wait till next year for that, because the good thing is all these guys are kind of just in their prime. They're all heating up. So, I assume a lot of you know duplicate, if not better, performances next season. But right now, you know, Frank Retrano, a, a key piece of this Panthers team, both now and heading into the playoffs. Yeah, he's been outstanding for the Panthers, and we can't hit it home enough,
0: but 14 third-period goals this year. Seven game-winning goals for the Panthers this season in that game against Nashville Tuesday. That was his seventh game-winning goal this season. That leads the
2: Panthers. So not only is he scoring a lot, but he's scoring a lot when they really matter. That's 14 goals, third-period and beyond because he's got a couple OTs. Third-period and beyond, correct. He's got, a handful, yes. of, he's got a handful of OTs as well, which of course just then, once again, falls into the game-winning category. It's just, it's safe to assume every goal he has is important in some way, and for some reason I want to go back at some point now and look at those. Those four, non, those four goals scored in the first and second period and see what the heck was going on there.
0: I'm going to venture to guess that even though it was earlier in a game than we're accustomed to the Frank Vetrano typical goal being scored, I'm sure there was some sort of importance on it.
2: Uh, you know what? After this, I'm now going to go look and see if either of any of those four goals held up as a game winner, even though they were scored earlier on in the first or second period. Because I bet one did, knowing Frank Vetrano.
0: Well, they would still count as the game-winning
2: goal. That's what I'm saying. I want to go back and look. Oh, I see what and you see mean. Because when we think I, of Frank, we think I of late gotcha. third period goal. We think of overtime winner. But did he have like a really nice Panthers are piling it on early on goal that just ended up you know holding up as the game winner that Got he scored? The,
0: the second goal and a two, you know, make it, made it 2-1 in the first or something like yeah. that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's possible. It's possible. No <laughs> doubt about it. Frank <laughs> Vitrano, our guest here on Territory Talk. And uh, again, uh great to have him back on the show we went back to the territory talk archives appearance number three all time for frank vetrano on territory talk and uh i'm gonna guess as well jameson won't be the last he's a, he's a good one to have on territory talk we always enjoy well, every war is an
2: update we should get him on yeah we always enjoy good breakdown patch with, notes
0: uh, our chats with frank vetrano you know what else intrigued me he said he he likes to you know order the order gifts for himself when he's on the road and then they're in his office when he gets i'm intrigued by the frank vetrano office what do you think the Frank Petrano office is like?
2: You know what? I bet there's one or two really nice pairs of shoes on a shelf, like just like, positioned nicely, like the Holy Grails a, a little bit. A few
0: good hockey mementos maybe. Yeah, probably
2: a framed jersey or two, maybe a stick, a couple signed pucks maybe. Um, or he could just be one of those guys where it's literally a blank room with a desk that like has barely been moved and into. And a really nice chair. It could just be a table where it's they stack boxes that come from the mail. It could be one of the like, kind of more of a mudroom than an office, but we'll, we'll see. And you know, one of these days we'll do it. It's a, like, it's we'll like a a mailboxes, cribs. et cetera. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a cribs one of these days and we'll go explore Frank house. house. Frank's office. <laughs> Frank's office. Coming <laughs> up on a future edition of
0: territory talk. <laughs> (laughs) Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Panthers. Just in case you uh, don't want to access something that will show it to you, we'll tell you about it, the upcoming schedule for the Panthers. We urge you to go check out the schedule. Please do. You can get all your Panthers tickets at floridapanthers.com or ticketmaster.com, but The upcoming schedule for the Panthers, Thursday at 8 Eastern in Chicago, Saturday at 8 Eastern in Chicago. Then the Panthers come home for three games to close out the regular season. Monday at 7 against the Dallas Stars. You talk about a team that's going to be playing for its life. Dallas right in the thick of that race for the fourth spot with Nashville. The Panthers and the Stars coming up on Monday. And you're going to see a very desperate Dallas Stars team coming into the BB&T Center Monday night. Then the Panthers will wrap up the regular season slate a week from Saturday, that would be the 8th against Tampa Bay. And then a week from Monday, that would be the 10th of May against Tampa Bay. Jameson, we're turning the calendar into the month of May. Here we go. This thing is taking off. We're getting into the not only the playoff race, but also the playoffs themselves. They are right around
2: the corner. Yeah, as Justin Timberlake says, it's going to be May. And here we are. It's coming up. It's, we're he heading to it. Uh, <laughs> yes. First I've heard of it. <laughs> Um, it's a popular meme out there still. I mean, maybe not with the kids anymore, but with the older kids like myself, maybe it is still. Um, but I missed one, a lot of the pop. Music. One thing I'll say, obviously, is the, the 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 interesting thing to me now for the road ahead is obviously the stress of clinching is gone, but it, now it becomes kind of almost a a game of chess. Is how you manage these last five games as you prepare for the playoffs. I mean, we've already seen coach, you know, Joel Quenville doing a little bit of that in terms of resting guys a little bit. Nola Chari's had a, a couple, you know, missed a couple games here. Patrick Hornquist has missed the last couple Radko Gudis uh, missed the last game. And th- those are all the guys that have been taking a beating you know, four games a week all season long. All the guys that, you know, really take a lot of pucks, block a lot of shots, uh, throw a lot of hits. So those guys are already getting, you know, some tune-ups here as we get a little bit closer. Uh, but after that, I mean, do you give guys like Huberto and Barkov maybe a game off as you start to get ready? Uh, I don't know, because also don't forget, as you look ahead, those Dallas games, you're going to be playing against a team that's trying to get in the playoffs. They're going to be high intensity. But then you also have, you know... It was a four-day break. You, you have the Tampa games as well, which, you know, you look at that, and, you know, that could be... The precursor to a potential playoff series.
0: Seating could be on the line in those games against the Lightning. And if you look at a lot of the top teams across the league, everybody's got very good home records. Being at home has mattered. You know, maybe maybe even even in the places where, you know, there haven't been fans present for a big chunk of the year, things like that, I, I think the comfort of being in your home building and the ability to have that last change and more control of the matchups, that has mattered for a lot of teams.
2: So that's kind of what you kind of weigh. You weigh kind of, you know, seating versus playoff prep. But the good thing about the Panthers, all season long, a really deep team. So when they do give a guy or two a night off, they have great guys coming in. We saw that in Nashville with, you know, Hepa and Denisenko coming right up from the AHL into the lineup. Both of them played great. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much we see of them going forward. Um, but, you know, a couple other things, obviously, other than that, what I'm looking for here in the last five games of the season... I want to see how many goals Barkov can score because let's not forget that it's 16 goals in his last 20 games, leads the team right now with 24. Is he going to keep that up? How high can he go over Is the...
0: 30 attainable?
2: Based on his the current way he's pace, been going, it is it's possible. But if he gets a night off, that'll hurt it a little bit. But I'm watching 30 right now. It could happen. It could definitely happen with how well Barkov's playing. And then for Jonathan Huberto, 57 points. I think it's a safe bet. He's going to crack 60. But can he reach 65 maybe he can that's another number I'm looking at so at this point I'm more you know rooting for the guys to all just you know heal up and get ready while also kind of stat watching a bit and just looking for some numbers here and of course speaking of healing up latest updates we have Mason Marchment should be back pretty soon maybe as early as next game uh, Carter Verhage they're targeting that you know the, the homestand at some point their last three games of the season so if he can get a game you know a game or two in before the playoffs that'd be good for him as well coming off you know a stint there on the injured list so um, the Panthers are getting healthy they're getting reached. Charge and they're getting ready for the playoffs
0: so lots of great stuff there as the Panthers head down the stretch the last five games of the regular season Jameson you brought up chess a few moments ago I played chess once and when I was in eighth grade I entered a chess tournament story time I entered a chess tournament you always hear things described as a chess match well when the chess match I was involved in I needed to kill some time after school. I had time between things and there was a chess tournament and I entered it because I had just learned how to play. Apparently there's a way you can lose in chess. I made one move, the other person made a move and the game was over.
2: See, I kind of pictured you being a chess savant where you might've just beaten, won a tournament your first time and then you could have gone big but yet you quit and got into sports broadcasting.
0: I, I I know the phrase, it's a chess match, I use it, but I can't help sometimes when, think, when somebody says, oh, it's a chess match. What does that mean? It's going to be over in a minute and a half? Because that's what happened to my chess match. It wasn't even a minute and a half. And I don't think I've played since. I was just getting comfortable with the game, and then I lost the fastest way you could possibly lose a game of chess. And I haven't played since. And it's not that I'm against playing chess. I just haven't really had the opportunity, and I just remember how quickly things went south the last time I played.
2: And you got to think, you know, think about it. Last game, the win over Nashville, the clincher, that was more of a checkers match. Because the Panthers... Checkers, just, now, that's a Panthers different ballgame. The Panthers just game. went right at him and just took control of that game. So, uh, I think that was more of a Checkers game the other day. But, of course, the playoff, that's going to be chess games. That's going to be yes. chess
0: matches. I, you know, Checkers, Sorry. I like playing Sorry. That was always a fun game. <laughs> Monopoly. But uh, maybe that's uh, – maybe at a later date, maybe we can uh, we'll do we'll, board game night. We'll, now. Have, we'll, do some, we'll do some board games. Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Big thanks to Frank Vitrano for stopping by this week. Always great to have him on board. Big thanks to all of you for tuning in. And as always, you can expect new material from us at Territory Talk – every Wednesday. Can't guarantee it'll be fresh material, but it's material (laughs) from us here at Territory Talk. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. We'll talk to you next week. As always, we appreciate you making Territory Talk a part of your listening week. And Jamison Olive has raised his hand over on the other side of the room. He's got something to say, Jamison. Yeah, just
2: one final shout-out, too, for all the fans that, of course, been supporting this team for a long time, especially this season. Uh, all the fans that only support us by listening, subscribing, and doing all those good things. By the way, if you haven't yet, Randy Moeller and Katie Gauze have a new podcast. The around Podcast the, Network. Around the NHL. You know, it, it's, you know, you subscribe separately than you do from this show, so go find it. Spotify, iTunes, all those good places. Give it a subscription, you know, give it a listen. Uh, new episodes come every three weeks to four weeks, so uh, some good stuff there. But just, you know, shout out to the fans, you know, those ride-or-die fans that have been there for uh, all the ups and downs. You know, soak this in. You guys have earned it. You really deserve it. It's going to be a fun time in the playoffs. This season as a whole has been fun, but, you know, enjoy these next couple weeks. Get ready because, uh, you know, the Panthers are going to need you guys in the stands come playoff time.
0: Yeah, we like to, uh, you know, we like to keep it light here on Territory Talk, but folks out there, we can't say it enough. Your tuning in means the world to us. We thank you very much for being on board. As I always like to say, whether you're tuning in for the first time or you've tuned in, Pretty close to 200 times now, I think, something like that, Jamison. The number of Territory Talk episodes is really racking up. But uh, thanks to all of you for being on board with us. It means a ton, and we hope to have you back on board next week as the Panthers continue pushing toward the end of the regular season and into the postseason. Once again, big thanks, Frank Vitrano, for stopping by. For Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers.
0: For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.